point, my beautiful church. My name is Lucy Merriman, and I am one of the Spanish translators here at church. I am also the wife of Pastor Nicholas. <laughs> and by the way, tomorrow is our 13-year anniversary. <laughs> we are finally teenagers in this thing called marriage. It is our honor, it is my honor, to share with you God's what God has spoken to me. As we continue the summer series, It's Your Move, today's message is walking forward. Let's go to God in prayer. Lord Jesus, take control. Thank you for everything you've done for us, through us, and with us. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here, and do what only you can do. We want you to speak to us. We're here to listen. In your precious name I pray. Amen. So, I want to start by asking you a question. Have you ever had to leave your comfort zone? Leaving your comfort zone is not easy, right? Like moving out of the country, or out of the state, or to a new city, or applying for a new job, making decisions, or as simple as being hungry and the only thing to eat is fish. I'm sorry, all you fish lovers. But I remember when Nicholas and I were younger, Nicholas invited me down to an island in Colombia, South America. We got everything ready, but I made sure Nicholas bought ham, cheese, and bread. Talk about my comfort zone. We were there for about a week. The view was beautiful, palm trees, clear water, you can imagine. So we're there for about a week. The last day, about lunchtime, I go down to the cooler and try to get my sandwich. Well, my sandwich was gone. I look for Nicholas, and I'm like, Nicholas, my sandwich is gone. And he said, I'm sorry, Lucy. I said, Nicholas, I'm hungry. And he said, well, the only thing I can give you is fish. I said, I don't like fish. I've never had fish, and I don't like fish. He said, I'm sorry. We ended up going to this little hut restaurant place. I asked the waitress if I could see the menu. She gives me the menu. She says, I have 10 types of fish. Which one would you like? I look at Nicholas, and he orders for me. After a couple of minutes, the lady comes and brings a big fish, a big fried fish. Its eyes were perfectly in place. Its mouth was open, kind of like saying, are you really going to eat me? I remember I prayed over my meal. I prayed over my stomach. I prayed over my taste buds because remember, I've never had fish. I took a bite, and guess what? I loved it. And it was a red snapper, by the way, so I highly recommend that type of fish. Well, have you ever been there in a place where you are out of your comfort zone? I think we all have. It can be a very scary situation, not knowing what's going to happen, but just trusting that everything's going to be all right. I want to invite you to open up your Bible or your Bible app on Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13, verses 10 to 13. Four verses. Don't tell Pastor Nicholas or Pastor Alex. I'm going to let you out early today. <laughs> and it says, verse 10, On Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, Jesus was doing what he does best. No matter what day it was, he had a mission to accomplish. Next verse. 
He saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. She had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. I want to share three different points about verse 11. He saw her. Can you imagine that moment? Jesus is at the synagogue, a.k.a. the church, teaching, and suddenly an afflicted woman caught his attention. Side note, during this time, in ancient Israel culture, women were separated from men in private, public, and religious life. They could go to the temple, but women were not allowed to participate in public prayer at the temple. But Jesus taught freely. He taught freely to anyone who would listen, whether they were women, children, or men. We see him directly speaking to women on numerous occasions, regardless their condition. So with all of this culture barriers, this woman somehow decided to show up at the synagogue. Picture this. There are many people at the synagogue, therefore, many needs. People are there out of curiosity to see who this guy is, the son of a carpenter. Others are there to listen. Others are there to criticize, maybe even judge. Others are there because of tradition. Whatever their reason was, she is there. Not only does Jesus see her, but people are probably looking at her, probably talking about her. She's probably at the very back, so no one will notice her. People are probably asking questions, why is she here? Who invited her? Do you know what's wrong with her? Let's look at verse 11 again. He saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. Crippled. While studying this portion of the verse, I asked myself, what did she do? What door did she open? Maybe, maybe she had a conversation with sin. Maybe she was hanging out with the wrong people. Maybe she did something very inappropriate. Maybe she made a bad decision. Maybe she opened the door to an evil spirit. She thought she saw gold where there was mud, and she thought she saw pleasure where there was death. I felt as if God was saying, Lucy, do you remember what you tell your handsome boys? Good choices, good consequences. Bad choices, bad consequences. Whatever she did, she had a consequence. The verse also says that she had been crippled for 18 years. One thing is that, is that you're born like this, and this is all that you know, crippled. Another thing is that you become crippled, and this is your new way of walking and living your life. Enough of that, because my back's about to hurt. <laughs> I remember having back problems last year. It was for about a month. It was no fun. I went to the doctor with no luck, took different kind of medicine. I could not sleep, walk, cook, or do anything. Now imagine this woman in physical pain, outcast, no friends for 18 years. I can imagine her losing hope. There's no way out, she's probably thinking. She probably thought this is how it will be for the rest of my life and probably asked the question, but why me? She probably cried herself to sleep day after day. You know, this reminds me of Daniel and the lion's den. There was no way out. Daniel was going to be fresh meat for the lions. 
or the three guys in the furnace. No way out. They would be carne asada. Do you get what I'm saying? There was no way out. But God showed up. God saw them. Today, you might be feeling the same way. There's no way out from my situation or your condition. But hey, God sees you. He is here. This woman thought there's no way out. Let's keep reading. Because what's about to happen is beauty. Her story is not finished. Her past is an old chapter. Jesus saw her. He took the pen to write the rest of her story. When he sees you, he is ready to write your story as well. Because your story is not over. Verse 12 says, When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. No. Let me read it one more time. Are you ready? When Jesus saw her, she had no clue what was about to happen. When Jesus saw her, imagine this. He saw her with love, with mercy, with compassion, with tenderness, with care, not judging, not pointing fingers at her, not wanting to know who invited her, why was she there, or tell me what you did. No, he saw her with love. Jesus saw her, and he called her over. I wonder what term he used to call her over, but I can imagine she's at the very back where no one will see her. She's feeling with zero hope, feeling dirty, and with shame. Remember, he called her over. She's probably thinking, great, is he looking at me, looking around? Oh dear, is he talking to me? All eyes are on her now. He called her down and watch what she does. She was obedient. Talk about your comfort zone being shaken. Questions are going through her head. Why did I come? Maybe I should walk backward and leave slowly. No. With all of the insecurities, all of the criticisms, all of the unknown and the zero comfort, out of whack, the crippled woman walks forward. She made her way down to see Jesus. I have nothing to lose, she probably thought. As she takes her first steps, she can hear everyone talking about her. As she's walking down, she can hear whispers in the distance. She hears criticism. She hears laughter. That did not stop her. Her pain, her guilt, her shame did not stop her. Let me tell you something, my friend. You do not stop walking because of what others may think, because of the past. Jesus has called you not to talk about your past, but calls you to move forward. What really matters is what he has said, not even what you think of yourself. You know, while I was preparing this message, the enemy was also speaking to me, saying, who do you think you are? You're a nobody. I was fighting the invisible war. But I believe with all of my heart that God spoke to me and wants to speak to you. Could it be that the moment that the afflicted woman was done was the moment that Jesus took over? Let's keep reading. He said to the woman, woman. Now she's in front of Jesus, kind of like this picture right here. 
woman. So she hears the word woman, and she's probably thinking, oh, here we go again. Here are the many questions that he's going to ask about my condition. Here goes all the judging. Here I have to remember my sin. Here again, I feel how unworthy I am. Here again goes all the shame, all the guilt. Here goes my story once again. Her heart is beating fast, and she's breathing heavy. A ver que me va a decir. Translation, let's see what he's going to tell me. You, oh, me, are, pause button. Her heart is beating really fast, and sin knows it. Sin is whispering at her, girl, let me tell you who you are before he tells you who you are. You are guilty, you are ugly, you're a nobody, you're horrible, you're an outcast, you deserve this, you are set to die, you are bound to be alone forever. Because John 10, 10 a says, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. Play button. And Jesus said, woman, you are free. I can imagine her brain is thinking, what? When, when, why, how? What? what? What just happened here? And this is exactly what God has done for us. He sent Jesus to set us free. Free from condemnation, free to be in eternity with him, and free to be who he has called you to be. Because John 10, 10 B says, my purpose is to give them a rich and a satisfying life. I invite you to, stay, to take a step forward. He is waiting for you with open arms to set you free today. The story does not end there. The band could come on stage. Verse 13 says, Then Jesus touched her, and instantly she could stand straight. How she praised God! Exclamation mark. In order for her to receive freedom and healing, she had to step forward. She had to get out of her comfort zone to the unknown of God. I love how Luke says, how she praised God, exclamation mark. I feel as if Luke is saying, that girl was on fire that day, worshiping and thanking him. This is it. 18 years of being a slave. 18 years of living with zero hope and with his touch she is healed my lord i can imagine this sister dancing singing a little louder raising a hallelujah and lifting up her hands in the air like she does not care because she's thankful because she's free not only did god heal her from her physical condition but he went deep down into the root and set her free because gratitude is never silent my questions for you this morning is how are you going to respond to God's calling in your life if you do not have a clear plan that doesn't mean God does not have one for you if you cannot see the light or the way out that does not mean God does not have one maybe that step for you is coming out of your comfort zone to his zone walking forward with eyes closed and heads bowed down let's go to God in prayer tell God what you're struggling with 
Tell him your insecurities, your anxiety, your depression. He's here for you. He understands you. He wants to talk to you. He's ready to hear you. He sees you. He knows you. He is not here to judge you. He calls you to set you free. You know, the Bible says, once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander and the powers of the unseen world, but God. But God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. Lord God, I pray for my brothers and my sisters here and online that we may move out of our comfort zone to your zone. And if we need to walk forward, that we may have the will to do that. Lord, we need you. Forgive us. Restore us, Lord. If today you want to accept Jesus in your heart and be free from your past, then say it in your heart. Lord Jesus, I give you my life. He is ready with arms open wide. He's ready to call you his child. He's ready to write your story. Lord Jesus, thank you for teaching us about this woman, Lord. She did not want to be seen. She had no clue what was going to happen that day. Lord, but you knew, you saw her with all that love. You were ready to set her free. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because the future belongs to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because the plans that you have for our lives are bigger than what we can imagine. Lord, we give you our energy. We give you our life. We give you everything, Lord, because at the end, everything belongs to you. Thank you for freedom, Lord Jesus. Thank you because moving forward is up to us, Lord. Moving out of our comfort zone is up to us. Lord, you know our hearts. You know what we need. And Lord Jesus, we need you. Just like Pastor Alex said last week, our life is in and out. A couple of years here on earth. Make your life count. It's your move. Lord God, I pray for all of this. I pray for my brothers and sisters here and online. In your precious name I pray. Amen.